Okay, so when you sing the national anthem, do you do you sing it all tempo or do you drag it out and put all the frills and stuff like that? Oh, in? you got to frill it. You got to oh. get frill. You got a Whitney Houston at least a no. part of it. You know, you don't got to like Shakira. You don't have to go like. <laughs> Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. Hey, hanging out with us here is David Douglas Frey. Good morning. Good morning. It is so good to see your beautiful face uh, because I'm on Zoom with you, but I'm also on the radio, so I, it's even better to not see your face, Ted. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it is always great to see you, Ted, and I love love coming on and being a part of shining the light over Chattanooga and beyond. It's yeah. Awesome. So, David Douglas Frey, who are you named after? Anybody in particular? Well, my last name is actually Fry. It looks like Fry. Fry. Uh, yeah, it's like Glenn Fry of the Eagles. Yeah, he's a distant cousin of mine. Get out of town. He's third third cousin. Um, my my grand uh, my my granddad had met him and my uncle. They went to like a family reunion in California, and he was there. And I'm so jealous because I would love the Eagles are one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, you know, I miss the fact that uh, I missed out on getting to meet a distant relative of mine that that rocked uh, with the Eagles. And I think he did some other, like, Miami Vice theme song. Yeah. I don't remember what he did. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Did, did you ever, so, like, get a Christmas card from him or anything? Uh, I definitely never did. Too distant for that, huh? Too distant really. <laughs> a little too distant for any sort of communication, actually. <laughs> gotcha. Well, with son William, have you found yourself saying, oh, my goodness, I sound just like my mom or dad yet? Um, that's a great question. I hadn't really thought of it, but I guarantee you I, I am. Uh, yeah, William's 16 months old now. And the, the thing I have been doing is going back to the well of knowledge that is my mom and dad. He uh, is going through his first ear infection right now. Uh, and so like, you're like, mom, what do you do? Like, what's going on here? And uh, my wife has already done all the things mom is, is saying. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just like you just want to take it from him. But uh, uh, more than anything, I'm seeing a lot of me and him and his personality, especially in the way he eats. Uh, see, we're trying to get those healthy foods in him. We're trying to like put like, he loves cream cheese and then you, you, you mix it in with the broccoli, right? Yeah. He has now learned just to suck the cream cheese off the, the broccoli becomes <laughs> like a popsicle stick. And then he, my favorite thing, he drops the broccoli on the ground and then he goes, oh, oh, oh no. Like, what, how did that? How did that get down there? Like that was such an accident. And then he'll ask for more cream cheese on the broccoli. And that's a that's a classic D- Dave move. I feel well, like. dad's son. One of the next dad dad's son lessons. It sounds like you need to teach him is the three second rule. You know, pick that's that true. broccoli yeah. up and just dip it right back this in there. Still, this is still good, son. You got to pick that up. <laughs> so, based on William the Conqueror's actions so far in his sixteen month old life. If you had right. to pick a career for him way early right now, based on what you think he's going to be, what would it be? He he absolutely loves music. He Good. does. He he'll sit at the piano. He won't slam the keys like a lot of kids have. He will literally pick out one note at a time and play them. And I'm like, that is, I'm not a piano player. It's like this is some advanced level piano stuff already. <laughs> uh, so I, I could definitely see him being a musician, but he's also super curious about stuff. Like he'll 
pull things apart. He'll destroy them, but then he'll start stacking them back up again, like it blocks and and like he is curious about every little thing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first electrical engineer slash um, rock star. Like he can program the lights and the smoke show as well as you know as well as sing oh. and put the high notes and play some piano. Like, so you've got him like on the hard. road. You've got him on the road yeah. with Sidewalk Profits I'm ready, already. I'm ready for a, a, a you know a, a proper. Well, first of all, he would sell a lot of merch just by being himself, man. He's so cute. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he can get on the road pretty quick. Terre Haute, Indiana. What's the yeah. biggest draw to your hometown besides the birthplace of David Douglas Frey? Yeah. There's nothing. That's about it. That's about <laughs> it. No. Uh, no, Terre Haute, uh, you'll, if you go on the internet, you'll find some, some, some sad things said about Terre Haute, mostly by Steve Martin. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> this is why I would say Larry Bird played basketball there. Yeah. And uh, he, was, he went to Indiana State. My parents graduated from ISU. And, uh, and, and it's all about Larry Bird and corn and, and a whole lot of, like, more fast food per capita for a while. Like we were the number one fast food per capita, which is not a great thing to be either. But, but like, <laughs> all that being said – it was a great place to grow up in so much as like you you had to imagine a lot of the fun. Like I am so grateful for where I grew up because now when I go to the ocean, when I go to the mountains, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like yeah. I would never be sad if I lived here. And uh, and then, you know, you get used to those things so fast that you take them for granted. So Terre Haute taught me not to take anything for granted. Gotcha. Uh, the other day, I, I was watching my my Louisville Cardinals play on ESPN yes. the other night when they beat UCF, and and the the during halftime they were talking about one of the, the United States leading fantasy football pros was Douglas okay. David Frey. So uh, David yeah. Douglas Frey. So you're you're a fantasy football guy. What uh, what have you? How have you done recently in your fam in your fantasy football? Uh, I I lost last week somehow. The Packers running back, uh, I was up by 30 points, and he got 40, and I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this at all. Last week, he got like three points, I think, uh, but I'm in way too many leagues. I'm in five leagues. Oh, my is, goodness. Yeah, it's too many, uh, but I'm doing really well in all but one of them, and that's how it usually goes, uh, but the, the the league that I'm most stoked about is uh, it's called the Hands and Feet uh, Great Big Family Football League. It's with Audio Adrenaline guys. Oh, cool. Mark Stewart and Will McGinnis uh, were some of my heroes growing up, being in Audio A, and they invited me to be a part of their uh hands and feet fantasy football league so we not only play fantasy football but we raise money for haiti cool. uh in the hands and feet project that they're doing and uh it's been great because some of our like longtime fans our great big family members of sidewalk province like they're in the league with me and we get to smack talk and and <laughs> friends of mine from high school that i haven't seen forever so it's a lot of fun and somebody in the league you can pay extra to like go for your draft position right uh so like if you donate an extra Fifty dollars, you know, you can pick, you know, whatever position. Somebody donated for me to go first, and it was the first time in like a decade that I picked first in a fantasy draft. It is terrifying to do. <laughs> and uh, but as as I stand, I'm I'm two and zero oh in that league, wow. and nobody has come close to beating me. So I really. I'm enjoying that league a lot. <laughs> and if you're not sure what uh, fantasy football is, you can join me, and we'll talk about that later. Because I, sure. I I know about it. I've only done it once, and I was <laughs> I was at the bottom of that barrel, Dave, for sure. It's a lot of fun. It's All right, fun. so Dave, fall, hey, or fall, nay. What do you think? I, I can't even believe you would justify that question with the second half. <laughs> uh, I am I am probably the most pumpkin spice latte. Of any lead singer you'll probably meet uh, oh out there, music. 
Uh, I am. Uh, our house has had fall decorations up since August 31st. Uh, I have. Let me see right here. Look. Oh wait, where'd it go? I had a. I had an autumn. Um, man, I had an autumn wreath right next. To, I guess my wife hung it up somewhere. But uh, but yeah, I'm surrounded by fall things. I think here's a, a Charlie Brown statue with uh, pumpkins all over it. But yeah, as you can tell, I'm I'm definitely a fall yay. I got to get wow. this out. Man. It's too close. It's October. It's not even October, but we got to get our uh, Charlie Brown great pumpkin statue out. There it is. There yeah. It is. Why is the I mean, I'm a, I'm a Charlie Brown. Oh, there you go. With Linus and uh, Sally. Look at that. Sally's out there. You got a little owl, which I, I kind of remember from the cartoon, but. But yeah, man, fall to the yay. So, do you have to do you have to put that up on a high shelf with uh, William the Conqueror around, or what? Is yeah, that why yeah. it was in the styrofoam? We're figuring it out, man. We're figuring out <laughs> the fact that no matter what you put on a shelf, he's going to grab. And so, we have been very careful with knives lately and uh, <laughs> cups. And yeah, this is going to have to go on the mantle, like way up high. You don't uh, want him watching everything. Iron Chef around the kitchen yeah. when you all aren't in there for sure. <laughs> So you and Harmony have been married for, what is it, almost five years, I guess? Four years, four and a half. And uh, yeah, what an amazing journey. Uh, I think that's the like the one thing I've learned in <clears throat> in having kids. Like marriage kind of refines you, makes you uh, less selfish just in and of itself. But having a child burns that to, to oblivion. Like you have to. <laughs> you can't even think about it. <laughs> and uh, man, has she ever become just the super mom, you know, just taking care of, of William as well as me and uh, really stepping up. Like I said, William's kind of going through his first like ear infection kind of thing. And Harmony's been staying up all night, late at night, taking care of him. And then I've been having some back issues and she's been she's been taking care of me on top of it. And then now she's starting to get sick and us boys are going to have to pull pull our own dudes. Man, <laughs> I've been so blessed uh, by, by my amazing wife, Harmony. Yeah. So in the four years so far, you've had three anniversaries, I guess, since then. <clears throat> when have you surprised her the most for an anniversary? Is that a thing you guys do or or not? Yeah, our first our first anniversary we went into Gatlinburg, and I had I had booked like a, a like a cabin that she didn't know about. She was like, it was I didn't even know where it was. She kind of <laughs> knew we were going to Gatlinburg, but like we just drove into the woods and then up a mountain, and then we just kept driving. And I was like, I hope that this place exists. And luckily, we got there, and it was awesome. It was absolutely what I had hoped uh, for a log cabin in the woods in Gatlinburg. That was really fun but for her not to know exactly where we were headed was was a little terrifying we kept, we got in a little late at night for uh for where we when we should have been there but uh but it was a lot of fun uh doing that and then man anniversary this last one we were stoked because we got out of the house with William it was his first time to leave the house really he was he had just uh, was about to turn one and we because of covid and everything we really hadn't eaten out at all wow. so we went to a restaurant and that's what we did for our anniversary <laughs> you would have thought we had you know we'd climbed mount everest but it was a lot of fun uh you know just to just to get out and feel human again so i, I grew up going to gatlinburg all the time was found family yeah. vacations from louisville and my wife and i and our kids have been there before and there's nothing like going there in the fall with the beautiful leaves yeah. and and yet it's not cold enough yet you can still count out uh, and try to keep up with the number of Confederate tramp stamps you see walking back and forth down, down there. <laughs> I so that. anyway, what about let's let's flip the coin. What about Harmony? Has she, what's been your favorite anniversary gift that she surprised you with? Anything come to mind? Um, man, I'm I am uh, I'm at a loss anniversary wise. Uh, 
we always we always there's like the technical thing that you're supposed to give on anniversaries and we always try to figure out what it is uh one of my favorite ones is is the second anniversary or the third i can't remember one of them is just the paper anniversary paper yeah yeah yeah. and so i was like well what the what do i get a ream of paper like we have a huge (laughs) bunch of printer paper um what we did which i thought was brilliant harmony was like we need to be able to let our kids know someday where we've been and we want to you know journey where we want to journey because she loves making memories going places uh, we got to go to iceland uh not too long ago and, and and all these beautiful things so she got for our paper anniversary uh, a map of the world and we put little pins in it where we've been oh, and it's kind of cool to see like where she went where i've been and then like where we've gone together and uh it's been a lot of fun uh you know just to say hey you know, she had gone over to the Mediterranean and, and toured Italy and Spain with her family. And now we've been to Iceland together. And it's kind of fun to say, oh, man, there's not enough pins over in this side of the map. And uh, and it's kind of a cool little centerpiece as you walk up the stairs to remind yourself, man, we've been blessed to see yeah. a lot of this beautiful world. So it's fall. Is it too late for your Chicago Cubs to make the playoffs? What do you think? It's never too late. It's never too late, <laughs> uh, except when it is. And it is. Uh, yeah, it's. I July 31st 2021 uh, was the day that will live in infamy in my heart and that is the day that Chris Bryant Javier Baez and Anthony Rizzo uh, I think he was the day before all left and I know that that was the day because it was my brother's birthday (laughs) and I said you ruined the Cubs with your birthday today and my brother (laughs) cried as well Uh, but yeah no I think that was the day when we were like yep this is over Uh, but you know us Cub fans we we got another you know we got a little a little fortitude of and understanding of waiting in us and uh you know a couple decades we'll be right back on top there you go there you go how many times if you have have you gotten to sing the national anthem or maybe take me out to the ball game at wrigley field uh, at wrigley I've, I've never have that honest to goodness we were so close uh we were getting ready to put it on the books in 2020 uh mm. when all that happened and so someday lord willing uh, that that's kind of the, the the bucket list dream of mine at, at wrigley to get to do it we've been blessed to do it at a um a, a few other games uh i got to do it at a lot of minor league games yeah. as well as uh nashville predators hockey and and other other places but uh but yeah to get to do it you know my favorite place in the world uh would be pretty amazing to go to wrigley and and, and get to sing it i've done a couple chattanooga lookout games and i've done a uh yeah. a, a chattanooga red wolf soccer game and those type things yeah. but okay so when you sing the national anthem do you do you sing it all tempo or do you drag it out and put all the frills and stuff like that oh, you gotta frill it you gotta, oh. get frill. You, gotta you gotta whitney houston at least a part no. of it you know you don't gotta like shakira you don't have to go like you don't roseanne have to, like, barrett you know what I'm saying? It's like that. Save that for Mandisa. You know what I'm saying? Like you, as Dave Fry, I gotta like, I gotta like save that a little bit. But like, no, I think there's there's definitely a, a moment like where you have to go high, and uh, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Most time it works, and uh, and people will will cheer that part. And but uh, but you know, I think it's you, know, you also have to be respectful, and I think that that's that's what's so important. It's like I'm I'm never not in I'm never not nervous, and I'm never not moved. When I when I'm allowed to sing the national anthem, and that's the true story, man. Thinking yeah. of my, I try to think of my granddad who served in World War II. I think of all that. I go out on the field and I try to give it every everything I got because it's that important to me. So, Sidewalk Prophets, you guys have been touring since 2003. Do you mm-hmm. remember that pinch me moment when you suddenly realized, oh my goodness, we're on tour with fill in the blank? Sure. Our first winter jam, hands down. I came. We were doing we were doing um, warm ups, like getting getting ready, doing sound check, 
and I came off stage. I had sung some Nat King Cole, uh, and I came off stage, and Michael Tate is wait, waiting at the bottom of the stairs. And this is DC Talk, Michael Tate's <laughs> movie. The Newsboys had just formed with him, just formed. And I, he gives me a hug, and I, he smells amazing. I don't know if you're aware <laughs> of this. But like, instantly, I smelled like Michael Tate. So like, And he just like thanked me for being singing Nat King Cole. Then I walk off stage, and Mac Powell says, man, that was pretty good, man. And I was like, <laughs> that good? I'm like, where am I? And uh, it was it was literally a dream come true, man, to, to have those two guys uh, encourage me right away. Um, the other thing, man, back when uh, back when we were just touring in a van before we were signed, before we came to Nashville, um, I was blessed to 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 wake up Audio Adrenaline with a, and Toby Mac. They came out to see us sing. I was singing Michael Jackson, and they heard me, and they woke up and came out. And uh, <clears throat> after this, after it was done, I, I went over to the audio adrenaline guys and they said uh uh hey can you can you come up and sing our song uh sing one of our songs after our song ocean floor uh will said take the mic from mark and and just go go off like and i was like all right so we literally were playing in the parking lot that morning and now i'm inside an arena getting ready to share the stage with audio adrenaline and and i walk out on stage right after ocean floor ends i go to grab the mic and Mark looks at me like I'm a mugger and he shoves me, <laughs> like almost shoves me over. And I look at Will and he laughs, he's laughing. Uh, he gives Mark a thumbs up, gives me the microphone finally. And I sing and I hit this Mariah Carey high note and the crowd goes crazy. And Mark says, hey, do you know our song Get Down? I said, of course. He said, let's end the show together. And so confetti's falling on me, the show ends. And I go up to Will and I said, Dude, like I thought I was supposed to take the mic from Mark. And he said, you were, dude. I just forgot to tell him that you were coming. <laughs> so he had no idea. Here comes this big dude out on stage ready to just grab the mic from him. And, uh, and so I get it. I get why I got shoved. And, uh, and so, but that, that was a moment in life. We literally were playing in the parking lot that morning. And somehow, some way, I ended up on stage with, with two of my heroes. And one, one shoved me really hard. But, but like all that being said, that morning I had prayed, Ted, I had prayed, Lord, show me what to do with my life. Show yeah. me where I should should be. And I'd prayed that prayer a thousand times, but finally God said, "Hey, this is this is something I got up my sleeve for you." So, you've already de- declared and you've already prophesied that uh, William the Conqueror is going to be destined to uh, being a merch guy for Sidewalk Prophets at one point in time. Yeah, What's been the be. coolest? Because you're kind of like the merch meister. That's what I think of when I when I okay. when I see you at events. What's What's the coolest Sidewalk Prophets merch item you've ever? peddled or sold or designed or well, anything like have, that the fact that i have a vinyl album of of one of my you know our our uh, the things that got us here our newest record yeah we put on vinyl for the first time and that was really special because uh i'm, I'm looking at a shelf over here full of my my parents vinyl records and i have you know, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Jim Croce and James Taylor, all from my dad. And my mom's way cooler. She's got the monkeys, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin <laughs> all in a row. So I don't know what mom was doing. She was all over the map. But but like all of that. And then next to it is a Sidewalk Prophet vinyl record. I'm like, this is this is pretty fantastic. Like to know that exists, uh, even though nobody outside of like my generation will know what that is even. Uh, but but, you know, we, we and we also years ago we, we drove our van everywhere and our van was called van gogh and we actually had little matchbox versions of van gogh and you couldn't buy them at our merch table uh but you could win them if you spun the prize wheel we would go out at winter jam before the show started and people would spin the prize wheel and if you landed on um hug from dave okay 
I would give you a hug and then give you a little matchbox version of our van. Wow. And that was the only way that you could win it. And I think we only had like a hundred of them made, uh, but I still have one up on my shelf. It's a little sidewalk profit, little van up there. And I think that that's pretty awesome too. So I saw on your website talking about touring where you mentioned one of the things that you guys do best is when you're in concert and you minister to your audience by ministering to the different kinds of kids that are there. Like I think it was even sure. quoted, it said um, as a, as a youth pastor, for me, it meant so much to see the different kinds, of, like the kids who who got picked first for kickball or got picked last for kickball. How do you guys relate to most and of the different types of students, and how do you approach them? You know, I think I think with students, man, I, it's always you know a, a part of me that that you know felt like I I had. I had the best of both worlds in a lot of ways. I was uh, able to hang out with with popular kids in my school as well as the dejected. And, and a lot of times, I found myself at the lunch table with with kid, with with other friends that that probably wouldn't have been let let set down at any other space. And I was just grateful to hang out with with everybody and anybody. And that didn't mean that I didn't get bullied and didn't didn't get picked on. Um, but I was in the marching band. Uh, I was very shy and kind of. That, that nerdy kid and um, and yet at the same time um, you know I, I just I just let let my light shine for Jesus since I was a kid and uh, it was scary sometimes uh, you know but at the same time I also figured like if 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 I'm not doing this then then I'm not really loving and people would call me I, I had a nickname in high school preacher Dave because I would always wear these t-shirts like newsboys take me to your leader t-shirt or, or you know whatever whatever the the, the dc talk jesus freak record and I, I would proudly wear those and 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 people would uh you know some of them would you know say it in a derogatory preacher there goes preacher day but at the same time then they would come up and talk to me about life and and everything and and um i felt like you know i didn't i didn't want to wear it like a billboard of guilt or anything but i wanted to just be myself and i think that that's that's what we try to, to let people know. One of the most beautiful things I ever learned was from Shakespeare. I'm a nerd. I told you. Uh, Hamlet, uh, the, the idiot in Hamlet is named Polonius. And he says, this above all to thine own self be true. And I think that that is one of the more biblical things I've ever heard, because if we're being true to who we are, and I tell this to, I was actually a, um, a student teacher. I, I English education was my minister, uh, ministry as well as my major, uh, but uh, taught for a little while, just for one semester. And I told my students, I said, if you, if you are true to yourself, if you feel in your heart, there's something in you that, that you got to get out. Listen, that is a talent. That is what you're supposed to do in life. Let, let it out and don't worry what others think. Because to me, if we're as true to, true to who we are, man, God made us to be us. Like He made Ted to be Ted and Dave to be Dave. And when we give into that, when we truly are the most Dave we can be, God can use that in such a mighty way. We're closer to him than ever when we're being true to who, who he made us to be. Amen. So I also saw on that same website, I think I was on where I was stalking, I mean, uh, checking you guys out, researching, um, <laughs> that cornbread and beans was a major staple for the band when you first got started. Uh, well, that's now that it's fall do you remember what the best cornbread and beans you ever had or what's the ultimate (laughs) fall food for sidewalk profits okay i I like where you said i remember the worst uh i can tell you that uh there was a a sweet a sweet lady in uh in indiana and she probably knows too she burnt the, the the beans really bad burnt some chili really bad and i was trying really hard not to not to bring it up, but it tasted awful. 
And so what I did is I was eating a pear, okay, as we do, and I accidentally Williamed it. I dropped my pear into the chili and I was like, oh, dang, like I got to throw this chili away. I'm sorry. It's ruined. And Cal, Cal, our bass player goes, hey, you could just take that out. It didn't really ruin the chili. I was like, Shh, what? What? and uh, that was the worst. I never forget it. And uh, um, but but the, the best fall food, man, this is ridiculous. Ben and I. So Ben Ben's the manager of the band. But uh, man, he's the one engine. of the co-founders. He started, yeah. He's the man. Yeah. Him and I started the band in, in Indiana years in uh, 20 tw- in 2001 and uh, <clears throat> 20 years ago. And we got to go to Germany. Uh, we've got to go over there and, and play for a, 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 um, a missionary school, a school for missionary students uh, whose families are in, in kind of smaller places. So they'd send their kids over and we got to do their spiritual emphasis week. And my roommate, uh, former roommate from college, was a, a, now a, a dorm leader over there in Germany. And he took us to a place called the Straussi. And it was a, uh, a German restaurant where you all sat together in a big, long table and they, they gave you only what they made on the farm. And so I got pork chop, pumpkin soup, and Neuersasser, which is like a new a new wine kind of thing. And it was, I'm not kidding you, top three meals of all time. Wow. And it just felt like fall had exploded. All my favorite parts of fall were right there on that German table. And I'll never forget it. All right, my last serious question for you, and then we're going to talk about the new song here. You've yeah. literally grown up while you were in Sidewalk Profits. You graduated yeah. college, got engaged, got married, became a dad. Tons of milestones and life events while you've been doing that. What would you say is the most, and I know this is hard, the most exciting one, and maybe which one was the most difficult because you were the lead singer of the band? As far as like band stuff? Because yeah. like you can say, the day I got married, the day I became a dad, those are top two of all time. Um, as far as the band goes, man, I am, <clears throat> I'm torn because there's so many, uh, there's so many fan moments, like getting to meet a young man that was, was passing away of cancer, coming back years later, seeing him at our concert, mm. finding out that not only is he cancer free, but he's going on to like become an oncologist and fight cancer. And, uh, and so all those things like that is unbelievable. That was one of my favorite all time, great big family moment stories. Um, as far as what we've gotten to do, um, I always dreamed, and this is the nerd in me, uh, was to play at Disney world. I wanted to play at Disney world. And we did, we got to play in front of space mountain and played this night of joy that they had, but even more amazing. I got goosebumps because I went on my favorite ride is splash mountain controversial. I know, but I went out, I was like, as soon as we finished our set, I ran to splash mountain and they replaced the park music. Usually it's like this beautiful, like banjo dang, ding dong, dang, you know, it's awesome. And they replaced the park music with Christian music for Night of Joy. And I heard Sidewalk Prophets being played as I entered into Splash Mountain. I was like, this is surreal. Like, this is <laughs> pinch me as a little boy. Like, I'm singing while I'm going on my favorite Disney World ride. Like, this is like heaven-esque moment, you know. And uh, that was probably in the, in, the, in, the, in the heart of me, like, one of my favorite things that ever happened. And hands down, you asked for one of the worst, one of the hardest. Um, it also became one of the best was the day that our, our trailer caught fire. I yeah. mean, out of nowhere and 3 a.m. in the morning, this this smoke is billowing into our bunks and people are, are get out of the bus screaming and, and hurrying. My wife's with me. Uh, I'm so grateful she was there and we both were safe. Um, but we just saw this flames flying out of the back of the bus. By the grace of God, you know, we got we detached the bus from the trailer and 
watched as most of our gear just burnt to the ground. But that's when we, we, we all like looked at each other. We realized, you know, we, we thought we were in a horror movie, but we realized we were safe, got back on the bus. Um, and, and we were just devastated. And I'll never forget Ben again, getting back on the bus and saying, Hey guys, guess what? Uh, we need to go play our show tonight uh in 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 texas because the devil absolutely doesn't want us to yeah but we need to get there and 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 give him praise for the fact that we're here and and our hearts are still beating and and so we did and we kicked satan in the face that night we ate some s'mores pop tarts because it already smelled like bonfire (laughs) and like we just we just made it happen and so from 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 dust to ashes to to rising you know that's that's that phoenix like thing that that christ does uh you know rising again and he did that in our hearts that day so the new album things that got us here and the newest single i believe it now so i believe it now are there things that have happened now you've seen happen that you look back and you think boy i wish i would have known the title of that song back then yeah amen uh that's absolutely the truth i was a child that that, uh, my parents divorced when i was young um, I had a, I had an engagement. I was engaged to the to the wrong person, and uh, uh, God had to use a two by four to hit me up the face. Mm. To and at the moment, it did not feel good when all these things occurred. I absolutely will attest. Uh, it, was, it was the lowest of lows. Uh, some of those things, but but go walking through them, I now look back and I give God great praise that that if someone's going through divorce, I can say I, I understand what you're going through. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what God did for me there. Uh, if, if, if someone is, uh, in a, in a relationship that explodes as mine did, I can say, Hey, hold on. I am now with the most amazing woman in the world. I have a gorgeous, amazing son. Uh, God takes, takes all of these preconceived things that you have. And he sometimes sifts through them without letting you know, and, and can, can pull you out of situations that you don't need to be. in. I'm so grateful that he's done that for me time and time again in my life which does not make it easy. Uh, in fact, the, 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 one of the things that resonated with me for this song uh, was a, a, a verse in Mark where uh, Mark chapter six, a man sees his son, uh, a demon is cast out of his son. His son is finally healed. And the first thing he says to Jesus says, I believe Lord help me with my unbelief. Yeah. And I think that that is absolutely where I was this last couple of years with COVID. Like we wrote this song before COVID, uh, but but when all said and done, I felt a lot of that doubt and a lot of that um, that heaviness, uh, wondering if I could do it on my own, not realizing that I never had to do it on my own. God has always been right there next to me, holding me, carrying me through those things. And so that's that's what this song is. It's a prayer that says, "I believe, Lord, help me with my unbelief." Dave Frey from Sidewalk Prophets. Dave, my last question. How can we, how can I pray for, minister to you, your family, Sidewalk Prophets right now? Sure. You know, it's just the, the, the times we're in, um, make it make it so that we just feel like we're overcoming Satan every weekend. <laughs> you know, whether it be uh, things on the road, we've had, you know, buses break down and, and, and uh, just this pressure of, of wondering if where we're going is going to be safe and uh, having things canceled out of nowhere. So just being truthfully, brutally honest, like we just, we just need prayer that, that, that God will sift through all that, that he'll give us wise counsel so we can make all the decisions we can to, because we want so much just to be, 
on the road, we not take for granted the shows that we get to play, get to see people face to face. It has been our lifeblood. It has been what God has allowed us to minister and do. And uh, and man, yeah, we, we uh, have felt anew um, just how grateful we are uh, to have those opportunities. And so uh, that's our hope is, you know, um, is we got a four show run coming up. Uh, blessings over the bus, blessings over our families always. Uh, but even more than that, blessings over all the people that that are, are courageous enough to come and that that, that are, are uh, will receive, you know, the message that we have to share and that we can all just uh, just get through this together. I, I think that that's the thing that's been missing the most is this great big family, this community of God. Um, I've been missing so much. And so I'm grateful that we get to do it again. So prayers for that would be amazing. You got it. You got it. And if you want to join the great big family, you can do that on their Facebook page at Sidewalk Prophets there. Dave, God bless you. Thank you for hanging out with us here. Always an honor. Always a privilege. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.